Writing a book is a horrible, exhausting struggle, like a long bout of some painful illness. One would never undertake such a thing if one were not driven by some demon whom one can neither resist nor understand. George Orwell. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Essen. And we had our first episode, which was The Movie Was Better, which is a crime you can commit against a writer. The second episode was Wasting the Reader's Time, which is a crime you commit as a writer. And this episode goes back to the first theme of something you can say to an author that will drive them up the wall. Hey, Lee, I have this idea for a book. Great. (laughs) Are you writing it now? No, I I don't really have the time. So I think I'll just write it when I retire or something. Yeah, if I could just reach through the phone and strangle you, I probably would. (laughs) So this is something that you should never say to a writer. Stories are a dime a dozen. We've talked about stories being nothing more than a problem and its solution. That is a definition of a story. You will have those all over the place. As many problems as you can find, there are that many stories toward the path of its solution. It's not the idea that matters. It's the work that goes into it. So let's get into how to fix this problem. If you have an idea for a book... Instead of just constantly saying, I have this idea that I should write, but I'm not yet. First, just start writing. And last, start writing. That is the beginning, end, middle, everything to what we're going to say for the rest of the episode. The first concern that a lot of people have when it comes to writing a book is they don't know how to write it. They haven't found their voice yet. You learn skills from podcasts like this, from books, from whatever. You can advance your writing skills, but that's not where it starts. None of what we say will make sense if you haven't written anything yet. So to find your voice, you have to write. When I was first developing as an author, I didn't have my own voice yet. I didn't have my own style, my own way of going about things. I had to learn that throughout the process of writing several books. One of the things that I did until that point was I found an author I very much admired and read everything that he had published at that point in time and figured out why that worked for me. Because, like we always say, this is about writing selfishly. What works for me might not work for everybody else, but they aren't my target audience. I gain a lot of influence in my writing from Brandon Sanderson and from Tolkien. Tolkien mostly with the worlds and ideas, Sanderson with the actual writing. I will never write like Sanderson. He is amazing. He is great. I could be amazing and great, but I'm not going to write like him. I'm going to find what I like about his books and try to incorporate it into my own writing. That comes with time, that comes with patience and reading, analyzing his work, and you guessed it, writing. I wrote about five books before I really found my my groove, my jive, with writing. You will always grow 
if you're always writing. So you talked about finding an author you like and reading their stuff. Are there any other books that I have to purchase before I start writing on my own? No. In fact, I would very much advise you to avoid getting advice for writing until you've at least finished your first draft of your first book. You may have a writing club to help you get through that, but you don't know who you are until you've at least finished that first draft. Other people can come and help you refine and communicate more accurately with your audience. Make sure you are communicating what you want to communicate with your audience, but they can never write like you. One of the problems with getting too much advice too soon is that you start trying to live up to everyone's expectations. This is a danger of writing groups. You can go to a writing group, present a piece of your work, and especially if it's a larger writing group, you get a lot of input and you lose your voice in your intended story if you try to accept all of it. Same goes with advice. You lose your own way if you try to do it exactly how Stephen King says to do it in his book or any other author out there who gives advice. So if I'm not supposed to find books, how do I get started? Sit down, grab a computer, grab a pen and a writing pad, and you guessed it. Just start writing. That is the hardest part is actually starting to write. I 100% feel this. It is my biggest problem. I don't make the time to sit and write like I should. Set a schedule for yourself. Say, I'm going to write twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays because that's when I'm most open and I'm going to do it for an hour. Sit down and just start writing. Write whatever comes to your mind. Don't worry about making it good right away. It doesn't matter if it's good. It's a first draft. It can be terrible. Just write it. So you will hear a lot of authors, and you may even tell yourself this, I'll write it when I have time. I'll write it when I retire. When you hear that, think, I'll go to the gym when I have time. I'll go to the gym when I retire. It doesn't make any sense. Develop your skill now while you have the passion for it. Another thing to help you get started is to join a writing group. We talked about writing groups in previous episodes, and I just mentioned them a minute ago. Joining a writing group really helped me in my writing journey because I finally had accountability for my writing. I finally had someone saying, hey, did you finish that piece that you were supposed to finish so that we can review it and go over it at this meeting? So that's a little bit about how to get started. More important is to finish your first draft. The editing and the polishing for audiences can happen or not. Finish your first draft. That is something you can do on your own. So how do we finish our first draft? To all of you procrastinators out there like me, I hear you. Set a deadline. Have someone else set the deadline for you if you must, but set a deadline. If I don't have a deadline to accomplish things by, nothing ever gets done. Another thing you can do for yourself is give yourself permission to not get it perfect this time. Getting it written is far more important than getting it perfect. 
Well, I don't know exactly how to phrase this one sentence, so I'm going to put the book down and not write in it for three months. More often than not, you are just screwing yourself over. Write something, circle it if you have to. That's what I do. Get it wrong, but get it written. I feel so called out right now. (laughs) (laughs) But really, if you want more on this, I wrote a blog post several months ago on our website, writingrootspodcast.com, that talks about writing terribly. So if you need a little motivation to just write, head there and learn a little more about why you can write a terrible first draft. And this next bit of advice goes out to you, my editor. Trust the editing process. This is something that I still struggle with, but knowing that I can come back and get it right later is super helpful. Knowing that I can restart the scene if I need to, or that eventually I might come back and go, no, it wasn't that bad after all. Trusting the editor, trusting the process is huge. A good editor won't let something terrible get through. So write terribly to start with, do your edits, send it to an editor, and let them work their magic. Because anytime you give yourself an excuse to stop writing, you're one step closer to never picking it back up again. And don't feel like you have to write this or that scene first. With time and often a bunch of reading in your particular genre, you'll develop instincts about how long or short or which scenes should be long in your story. And the last thing that we want to talk about is something that all authors should remember. It is not guaranteed that your book, especially your first book, is going to make you a million dollars. That is very rare and a ridiculous expectation. If you're writing to make money, if you're writing with other people's expectations in mind, if you're writing so that you can have an income, then you're not writing for the right reason. As good as your idea may be, if you're trying to cater to someone else's desires, the idea will never get down on the page the way that's most interesting. We don't say this to be a downer. We don't say this to stop you from writing your book. This is the opposite of our goal. Please write your book. Tell your story. Nobody can write it like you can. A lot of these things are so you can have that argument with yourself. You can tell yourself it doesn't have to be perfect. And if somebody comes to you and says, oh, I have this idea for a book, you have the equipment and the tools to help them get started on their writing journey and something that you enjoy so much. Because what matters is not the idea. What matters isn't the time. It's the fact that you are writing. Write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.